Oh, yeah, it's Monday night, 9 p.m. East FM, 88.1, 107.1. The sound of Stalkman. Oops, something's happened here. I pressed the wrong button. We're at Occam's Razor, episode 23. Very special guest tonight. Oh, well, first of all, Sam is back. How are you, Sam? Thanks for having me. No I'm worries. Doing good. Now, we've sort of got your boss here. We've got the governor, haven't we? <laughs> uh, the founder of Haunted Auckland, Mark Wallbank, a uh, respected ghost researcher, has come all the way from the North Shore of Auckland um, to tell us about his recent trip to the UK. Just the UK, was it? Around Scotland as well. Around Scotland, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so around the UK, um, basically going to haunted locations or places of uh, suspected hauntings and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, giving them a thorough going over. Every so, night a different location, yep. Absolutely, that sounds like fun. It is, it was. It's no great. worries. Where did you start your tour? Uh, we started off just basically in London, hired a car and drove our way up there. Um, I spent a night by myself in the Ancient Ram Hotel. Wait a minute, where did you stay? The Ancient, Ancient Ram, Ram Hotel by yourself? By myself, yes. How did that go? Um, very quiet, very peaceful. I slept on the floor, I didn't want to mess up the beds. Um, very uncomfortable, but um, just very peaceful. Very peaceful. Yeah, a lot of stories from that place. But uh, Well, I mean, yeah. for anyone who knows anything about the paranormal, it's it's one of the places, isn't it, where um, all sorts of ph- phenomena has been reported. Um, but you didn't get the feeling of anything watching you, being touched, grabbed? Not really. I no. mean, they did have little um, notes posted around the place sort of explaining what happens in each room and what's supposed to be in each room, but you try not to pay attention to that. So it's used as... Primarily, is just as a as a ghost hunter. You can you can hire the place out. Or? You can hire it out for okay, the, the for day. But they gave me a special deal. They just basically said, give us twenty bucks. Yep. Twenty pounds. Yep. And uh, stay as long as you want. That's awesome. Did they make you sign a waiver or a disclaimer no. or anything like that? It was that? very relaxed, very easy. So if Quite you got surprised. if you got too terrified and destroyed something in the house while you were trying to escape or something like that, <laughs> you'd probably have to sport another twenty for that. Yeah, you? possibly, possibly. Absolutely. Sam, what's your favourite haunted location? Um, in Auckland, would probably still have to be Pūnui House in Howick. Absolutely, that's that's one of my favourite ones. Keeping it's, it local, it's yeah, keeping yep. it local. But I mean, you know, I grew up with that place, and um, you know, going in school trips to to go visit Howick Historical Village and and this this big mansion. Well, yep. I mean, it looks big on the outside, but inside it's it's not too bad. But you know, um, being with Haunted Auckland, doing uh, solo investigations there, staying the night. Um, it, there is a sense that that the building does sort of have have a, a personality of its own, and it, it does come alive a bit. You know, is is that because all buildings groan in the night? They do, but um, I don't know whether you agree with me or no, not. Mark, uh, but well, Mark, it, um, I've actually I've seen your footage. Was it your footage? You did a solo investigation in there, and you had something quite odd happen, didn't you? The torch. The torch. I'm yeah, we had a torch. That was quite weird. I'm, I'm forever kicking myself that I didn't uh, have a camera aimed at the torch. Um, the torch was just sort of a, a last-minute trigger object idea that I thought I had a torch. It was a flat one that doesn't roll. So I decided to um, put it on a chair because I had a camera rolling down the bottom of the stairs on a tripod and thought I would, uh, if the camera, if the light goes off, the camera will catch the light going off. Didn't think that the torch would actually come off the chair and <laughs> slam itself against the wall. And <laughs> So because I've seen uh, part, you can sort of, it's slightly obscure the footage though, isn't it? But you're saying it, was, it, it falls with some force? It does, well it seems to, yeah, be almost like it's thrown down the stairs. Um, you really have to sort of go there and see where the chair is and the layout of where the torch was. 
as opposed to where it landed. It sort of goes around a corner and down a couple of flights. Was this something you you noticed um, on reviewing your night's investigation or did you hear it at the time? No, it woke me up. Um, I actually woke up just after 3 o'clock. I heard the... um, At 3 o'clock, yeah, 3 o'clock was where I heard a bang. And so I sort of stirred and went up and had a look. Um, And I found the torch down the bottom of the stairs. And it wasn't until I got home and reviewed the footage at that time that I noticed that there was a good 19 minutes or so before that of noises and movement and creaking and footsteps and clunking of metal buckets and sounds of furniture being being dragged and all sorts. I would have been out of there as soon as I heard the first bang, personally. (laughs) What about you, Sam? You you said it seems to take on its own persona, the house. Yeah, it seems as though, and I don't know, because I went after Mark's, seeing Mark's footage as well, I don't know whether it was my own expectations of going into the building itself, but when you're lying there at night in the in the living room on the floor, you know, you do hear sounds that sound like shuffling and, and um, as if there, there was movement upstairs in the rooms as if someone was going about their daily business. I mean, it, it wasn't anything that sounded sinister or, or like a, a get-out sort of um, noise or anything like that. It's just uh, like there's somebody there, isn't it? Like, it's like there's there. somebody else there mm-hmm. with you and you know that there isn't because you're there by yourself. Um I do have footage, however, of um, possible rodents in the walls, Mm -hmm. Um, but it doesn't account for a lot of the other, I mean, especially Mark's footage of the torch uh, being thrown. I mean, I can't think of anything that could actually do that other than... Where can people view that? Just on the Haunted Auckland site? Yeah. So it's hauntedauckland.com. YouTube channel. And if you search for Puanui House, you usually will find it. Um, Yeah, or it's on YouTube. The Hauk Historical Village, they had their 40th birthday actually on Sunday unofficially, yep. or the real one they had, um, but their celebration with all their people in period dress and butter churning and I don't know what else to do, pony rides or yeah. something, I should yeah. know, I wrote an article on it recently. Um, that's all happening this Sunday as well, so if you're listening and you're in the Hauk area, get down and, and uh, see if you can't see a ghost. Does that mm. sound? Mark, back to your UK trip. Um now, you've got to tell me a little bit about this Genesis house. I'm very right. interested in this. <laughs> yeah. Not, a, not purely um, supernatural, I understand, but, no, but no, certainly it's creepy. Just, I also do a lot of exploration of abandoned and derelict houses, and yep. um, we were going to stay on the Isle of Mull, um, and I just sort of Googled um, abandoned houses, Isle of Mull, and it came up with this Pennygale house, and it's apparently owned by Genesis, and they had bought the place to record an album, and they just left it, and it's just rotting away and falling to bits. And uh, they still own it, though. It hasn't been sold. And when does the house date to? Um, that's something I don't know, actually. I think it's 1819. I've just had very a look good, at my very notes. Good. There you go. And it's pink. It's, it's pink. It's a pink colour, and it's a, it's a two-storey mansion. So was Genesis in some sort of drug-induced sort of uh, hallucination <laughs> yeah. when they bought the place, Quite do you possibly. think? possibly. This is an awesome place to record, man, or something like that. I took a lot of photographs of the toilet. And yep. I met Phil Collins and, and all those guys would have shat in there at some stage. They would have. So... Yep. Um, it's quite nice. It's quite nice. <laughs> Not for them. But you didn't feel any spooky presence. If something, no, no. If something goes back that far, though, it's, um, you'd think there'd be something residual hanging around. You'd think so. You? It was pretty open to the elements, though. So yep. a lot of noises. Yep. So was the toilet, by the sounds of it. Eh? <laughs> Fair play. Um, I see that you also did the, the pilgrimage to Loch Ness. Uh, yes. Creepy, mysterious, 
you know, the illusion of the monster obviously comes to mind yes. straight up. I saw a couple of your photos on your site. Um, just the setting, was that sort of near the castle, was it, or we took those just shots? Just all over the place. We've driven to all sides of it, yeah. Just, yep. It's just a place I've always wanted to go since I was just a kid, and it's it was sort of a dream to go there. And we've sort of been there three times now, and it's just we always go back to the Loch Ness and yep. spend time with Steve Felton, who's the guy that's living on the Loch now. He's been okay. there for 20-something years, and... What is he? Is he a, the lock keeper or something? Is he? Or? Yeah, he's basically just a guy that just decided to uh, hire a, an old caravan and just go and park himself on the lock. Do you know much about the New Zealand professor who did that? Um, he did a bit, quite a big investigation a couple of years back, didn't yeah, he? And he published right. his findings that he's found some odd stuff, but yeah, but a lot of um, eel story. DNA. Yeah. There. So um, his theory was that it was either a, a giant eel or a large group of eels. Yeah because of the amount of eel DNA in the lock. Yep. Um, I don't know, that doesn't seem to fit the description of what people have been seeing through the years, but... No, I tried to get him on the show, actually, but um, I never never got a reply. just wasn't important enough. He probably had uh, the big guns f- fending him off, so to speak. Um, yeah, Loch Ness is one place I actually haven't been in the UK. Um, I just haven't got up that far, basically, but it... Just looking at your photos, you know, it's dark and ominous and stuff, and, and when you get some... Uh, you know, uh, when whipping through the water and stuff like that, you you can see how people get the impression of seeing something. Plus the fact that you know it's in the front of their mind, and and they're going to be looking for for things. And our old mate um, Paradolio comes into it, doesn't yep. it? It's we saw a few logs. We saw, saw a few logs, logs out there. Chops as well. Yeah. 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 So you, you've also been to Alistair Crowley's. House, yeah, the Bolleskin, um, Bolleskin House. Um, Where's that exactly? That's uh, overlooking Loch Ness as well. Oh, is it? Okay. In Inverness. And he was a strange sort of a guy, wasn't he? He was an occultist. Yep. And, uh, so it was also owned by Jimmy Page, wasn't it? And Jimmy Page, yes. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So um, that's one place I've sort of spent quite a bit of time um, in my visits there and um, a lot of overnight investigations and just sitting in the dark in yep. the ruins there. Yep. And um, amazing place. Just yep. has this weird, really weird vibe to it. As it would, I mean, it would. Where, it's where it is and who's lived there. Yeah. Well, apparently Alistair Crowley was uh, was trying to open a portal to hell. Was that right? And he dug a tunnel leading down to the uh, Boliskin Cemetery. So Nice. This is apparently an underground apparently. tunnel. Apparently. Has anyone seen it, though? I found a vent. I found a vent. Did the they lawn. let you just wander around, you know, no. sort of willy-nilly, did they? I was trespassing. No. Okay. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all derelict and open yep, and all that. Yep. But I couldn't go to uh, Inverness and not go to Boliskin. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to have to put that on my list, I think, because I'm thinking about doing an Occam's Razor tour of the UK probably next year, or UK and probably more Germany and France, but mm. a bit of the UK, is maybe it, is Ireland. It, is it still standing? I think it, it's, I heard it has burnt down. Yeah, it burnt down a few years ago, but it's um, it's gone through two fires now, but it's actually been bought and they're renovating it now, so they've oh, okay. clean, they're cleaning it up and going to yep. rebuild. And what, what's the future use for it? Some sort of treat, some sort of health retreat, Okay. apparently. Mm. With extras. With extras. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could probably make a living just hiring out to paranormal people, couldn't they? They could do, In yeah. a way. I've seen the plans, and it kind of looks a bit too new and different mm. from their original photographs. But yeah. um, So you think the, the new design makes it less ominous and detracts from the Yeah, from I mean, the it, uh, I don't know. I think the history, it, it just sort of suits a, a, a ruin. It suits being a ruin um, just because mm. of its history. Yeah, yeah. Um, just wandering through the ruins and the hallways and all that um, when it was burnt down it's just an incredible feeling mm. um, just knowing what happened there um, absolutely there's a lot of mysterious places up in Scotland eh? I know that for a fact but um, I spent a, um, 
I've been to quite a few places in north of Wales, um, north Wales. So I sp- I've spoken to Sam about my one paranormal experience that I've had in my life or something that was sort of scared the life out of me anyway. Um, the Conway Castle incident, we've spoken about this, haven't we? And yep. the part, I don't know if it was on the show or off the air, but I uh, went to Conway Castle with my auntie in uh, 1999, I think. Um, she'd been there before, so she was sort of just, she didn't want to pay the uh, admission charge and she just left me to it. So I paid my three quid or whatever and had a walk around and I was, you know, 20, 21, 22 or something. Um, and I went up uh, one of the turrets. I started walking up the turrets and just I got this almost immovable force just in front of me of, of fear, the fight flight response. And at the time, I was, I mean, I'd already been interested in the paranormal and stuff like that, but. On that particular day, I wasn't really even thinking about it, um, which, you know, was interesting because obviously if it's at the front of mind, I'm more likely to, to get spooked out by things. Um, I was just in a normal mood, just, just bounding up the top as you do when you're young. Um, and just this force just hit me and it was like, you're not coming any further. It was like, you know, some sort of spectral bouncer just not letting me in. Do you know what I mean? And I just got this fight or flight response and just freaked out and just, just ran back down the tower, basically. And... Um, that was it, and um, I didn't see anything, I didn't hear anything, but it was just the feeling I got. I don't know what triggered it. Interesting. Could have been something. Could have been something else, but it was it was really odd. It really because my mood just shifted. You know what I mean? Just from one to the other, just by this mm. unseen menace. So, wow. Conway Castle's high on my list Ooh, of uh, that's in Wales. Uh, yeah, North Wales. North there, Wales. yeah, yeah. So um, you can drive there, sort of from. Uh, the north north of England, like, uh, do you know Chester, the town of Chester? No. Um, well, Chester is, uh, it actually is haunted AF, as the kids would say. Um, it's got a small Roman amphitheatre um, in the town, and they see Roman spectres there all the time. Like, it's not even a thing. I was um, there maybe 10 years ago, and I was, I was in a pub, and I was talking to the, the landlord or someone there, and he was saying... Um, Almost like a, it was a fait accompli that someone was going to see a, a Roman ghost there, you know, tomorrow, because they're that common apparently. Okay. Um, and it's an awesome little place. It's and the whole town itself surrounded by a wall, and it's um, it's the architect is awesome. So they've got a lot of churches, as you can imagine. And when I went with my auntie, she dragged me around because she was a a pretty staunch Catholic, so I had to go to all the uh, all the right churches and stuff. But you know, they're cool to look at as well. Um, but um, that's you know if uh, for any ghost hunter who, who wants to get some decent imaging, you know, it's it's the Gettysburg of the UK. Right. Put it that way. I saw a Gettysburg uh, video the other day, and I was going to ask you guys' opinion on it. Um, it's the oldest. You probably know the one. I mean, the lights in the bushes. That mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, and people say it's cars going past and that sort of stuff. But there really seems to be something happening there because it, it's filmed on a old VCR, isn't it? A, you know what I mean? A camcorder sort of VHS, thing. Yeah. VHS, yeah. Um, and these figures just seem to almost repeat like it's some sort of recording. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and taking away the fact of you know the possibility of, of being streetlights or, or head, headlights or anything like that coming through, there does seem to be some unexplained images there of, of things. I, I, can't, I can't explain that video. Yeah, no, and can't. I've noticed on that video that the um, whatever they are, they're, they're kind of blurred by motion because it's low light, and it's also filmed. It's filmed in infrared, isn't it? Is it on night shot? I don't know if it's infrared, but I think it might be at dusk. Mm, um, it's yeah. not quite dark, is it? It's yeah, it's kind of a dust yeah. thing. But I've noticed that some of the heads or whatever they are, um, they're kind of motion blurred as they move along. Mm. Um, does that make you suspicious? Does it? No. Well, to me, it just means that they're filming in low lighting, 
so anything moving fast and low lighting is going to be a little bit motion blurred on VHS. Um, having said that, I haven't been there, so I don't know if there's a road behind there. Could it be cars? I don't know. Mm. Could it be people on a walkway? But even the, count, the cars don't account for the um, sort of spectral-looking beast we're seeing now, does it? No. No, I mean, and it was filmed, I think, in the late 90s. Something like that. You know, in Photoshop and all that, the manipulation stuff, you could get it, but I just, they didn't seem, the commentary seemed real. That's what did it for me. They seemed like two sort of um, baby boomers sort of enjoying a day out and camping and stuff, and they sounded genuinely surprised, and what the hell is that? Do you know what I mean? You pretty much just have to go there. You'd have to go there and look at the layout and... Yeah, go over to where they were seen and and just see what's behind those trees. Absolutely, it could be a pathway. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it, no, it's it's one that I have, I struggle to explain though. That one, it really is. What do you think, Sam? Uh, could be insects. Or could be glow bugs or something like that. I suppose, moving. Mm. But um, yeah, it depends on the perspective as well mm. of how far or how cl- close this image actually is. Just to see it and, and the way that it moves, but as Mark said, yeah, it's one of those things you do have to be there to right. actually get a good represent, representation of where, where you are. Do you uh, remember they, one of those ghost hunting shows? I forget the exact one, but it was um, there was a couple of sort of good old boys, these big loud sort of guys, and they caught some quite convincing footage um, of a civil war. Um, you know, look like soldiers basically marching at Gettysburg. Do you mean, have you seen I have that seen footage? that, yes. It's yeah, I struggled to explain that one too. I mean, obviously there's a lot of reenactors and stuff, but when you see the raw footage, it, that's, you know, that's not a solid object, is it? Wasn't that the one where it was filmed with um, thermal imaging camera? Is that the one? Um, in my mind, I'd have to look it up, but in my mind it was just a, a hand, you know, handy cam they were holding. Right. Okay. Hmm. Is that not the one where it's marching through the cannons? I've seen one like that. And Possibly, I- but this one definitely has a flag. We could probably pull oh, it up okay. on YouTube or something. Yeah. Um, they're marching with a with a Confederate flag okay, on there. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No. Some of them, it's though. It's really quite it, interesting. It, I've seen some where it, it appears that they're filming from inside their car. Yep. And I feel like it could be just a reflection on the windshield. Or a I bit mean, of refraction as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, just something like that. It's just quite coincidental so they're on the other side of the car yeah that makes sense I didn't think of it like that to be honest I'd have to revisit the um, the footage again to really get a to get a good idea about it have we in New Zealand just in your capacity as a ghost researcher and so forth ever well have you ever seen footage that you can just basically not explain New Zealand based footage um, from a you know reputable source is the other thing There's not a lot of it, of, no, of New Zealand. There isn't, is there isn't. No. Sometimes I feel like it's up to us to, to provide <laughs> it, but, yeah. you know, um, we do our best to try and, and think of every possible explanation to what to what we've um, produced. Yeah. And um, often at times we've, because we, we have our own team discussion group, so we talk about a lot of the things that we think may be paranormal, but then we, we kind of debunk it. Yep. before we actually make it public don't we but there's right. no there's no sort of smoking gun video that exists in New Zealand that you're aware of not that I can think of right I mean now, a, a no. lot of a lot of the ones that has me thinking are, are the thing the the cryptid type ones like the the big cats and the um, obviously if we've got footage of old moose and things like that mm. so um, well, I tried to get the guy who uh, saw the moose the other day on the show 
Right. Um, but I think he's gone bush and he hasn't got my text yet, uh, from what I understand. But oh, for those who don't know, um, if you're listening internationally, New Zealand um, actually had some moose introduced. Is it meese? Are they meeses? If there's more than one? Mooses. What do you reckon? <laughs> Let's call them mooses. Moosei. Moosei, perhaps. Uh, we had some moosei introduced um, at the end of the 19th century, I think it was. It was the earlier 20th century. Yeah. Earlier 20th century. Um, into New Zealand just, just for rich guys to hunt, basically. Um, down in Fiordland and Southland, which is quite a remote area, reminiscent of Canada, actually, in parts. Hence why they thought the, the moose would flourish. Short story, um, people have always believed that there's still a breeding population of them down there and a few days ago a helicopter pilot, well no, it was a fellow who was sitting in the helicopter, wasn't it, his name Ben, I've got his details, but uh, get back to me Ben if you're listening, he uh, said that he saw a um, moose for the first time in however many years. Um, and he didn't seem like the kind of guy that was going to court publicity. He, um, the story was passed on to a guy who's kind of a legendary moose hunter. Um, forget, oh, I was speaking with his wife, actually. I should know his name. Um, and um, basically a wild moose hunt sort of situation down south. So it's our, uh, it's our Bigfoot in a way, isn't it, the moose? But at least we know they were there. So there's the, you know, the basis of probability, obviously, skyrockets. That's the case. That's right. I mean, we've got the Moeho here, which um, is basically, you know, it, it was it was basically based on Maori folklore of yep. the Moeho man, which who was the guardian of the Moeho uh, yep. ranges there. Um, and of course, there was also a gorilla that in the eighteen hundreds that escaped off a ship. Yeah, that got loose. And I've heard that and, story. And people yeah. were seeing that, and I, I'm not sure if it got shot or recaptured or whether it. Mm. stayed loose in the, in the bush but uh, it would be long dead by now and it was just one gorilla so um, yeah um, that kind of fueled yeah fueled the uh, the stories well much so, a, a bit like um, with Loch Ness I've heard a story I think I've told Sam this um, that a traveling circus used to come through there and they used to bathe the elephants <laughs> yeah, in the, in the yes, loch yeah um, and if you saw that from a distance you'd be sort of going what as well you know what I mean so there is something to that Mm. Um, I think it's it's quite plausible, but obviously if that gets mixed up with other sightings of of sturgeon or whatever giant eels or whatever they've got in the lake, you know that guy did say there was a high proportion of eel DNA. So you know, um, well, Lake Kapuki that's got its own monster as well. And that's absolutely, a giant eel. Yep, and eels grow to um, great lengths and can live for well over a hundred years. So. Yep. Um, and they look creepy too. They do up close. Yep, very creepy. Because yeah. and, uh, and, I, and I could imagine a giant e- eel actually yep. attacking somebody or yep. you know having a go. Yep. Um, the worst eel like that is a lamprey. They'll actually attack humans. They'll they'll bite you. They'll just have a go at you. No no problem at all. But um, I think our eels are a bit more docile. But obviously, if they get that big, they're they're probably going to eat a sheep or something, aren't they? Yep. At some point. Yeah. Well, they have eaten a sheep at some point. Well, the one at Lake Papuki is uh, has pulled dogs and ducks and swans under the water and knocked over kayakers. Yep. So it's um it's a big bugger. Yep. Is it still around? Is it? Or is, I have or is it more no, I haven't heard now? anything. It's um I've got newspaper clippings from the eighties. Yep. So it's possibly not alive now, but um. Do they have a name for it? No, it was just no Lake the Papuki eel or something. <laughs> well, allegedly, it's quite. Uh, volcanic underneath yep. the lake as well. So yep. there's lots so of ton- tunnels and crevices yeah. that are good. Things, be. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect for eels. They love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, that's it. Because I think old mate uh, Jeremy Wade, didn't he, on that River Monster show, he came down here and he actually got bitten on the foot by one, didn't he? So yeah. they will have a nip at you. But um, 
it's till someone gets the 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 um the shangri-la you know the big fish um you know until someone catches that then it's all speculation about how big these beasts are but at least you know at least we know they they, they are there uh, but as you said, you know they could live to 80, 80 years or whatever it is. Hundred so, years, yeah. Hundred years, yeah. so it's quite plausible. Mm. More than plausible, isn't it? That there's going to be a big monster floating around there somewhere. And it's living in lava, lava tubes under the water, so mm-hmm. it's. Um, and you don't know where they go to, so I mean it could, go, yeah, could right. go to bigger bodies of water. Yeah. Absolutely, and no natural predators really if you're that big either. Yep. Apart mm. from man, as, <laughs> as there always is. Or the geese are around there; they're vicious, <laughs> absolutely vicious. They're yeah, vicious yeah. geese, aren't <laughs> yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. Chillingham, Chillingham Castle. Mm. Tell us. That was an interesting place. Uh, we stayed in the guards' room there. We sort of rented that for a night. Um, that has quite a few ghosts, actually. What was the castle used for? Um, was it just a stately home, or was it? Was it pretty much, yeah. But it was also used as a, a base for uh, during wars and and all sorts of other things and hospitals. Probably used in med- in the wars as yeah. a hospital, yeah. That's my thing. But yeah. there's, there's an old white lady there as well. Yep. It's seen. There's a ghost in the chamber. There's um, men are usually heard, heard talking at night in, in certain areas of the room. There's a um, an old the former torturer. Yep. Uh, he lives in, the, lives in the torture chamber. Does he have one of those cool um, hooks? Apparently so, yeah. The, yep. It works. And there's a blue boy, and he floats above the bed in the pink room. Little blue boy. That's right. So there's, there's a lot of interesting um, spectres there. Absolutely. Fascinating place. And the big question is, did you see any? No. No. Of course not. Sadly, Peaceful, no. lovely. Yeah. Cool breeze. Awesome. Yep. Sounds awesome, though. I was I went to Dover Castle once down in Kent, um, yeah. and that's... Uh, well, I actually went there to go to the war rooms underneath they um basically the the allied head forces had some embedded right in the cliffs of dover basically they had some they have some war rooms and tunnels and, and medical facilities and stuff under there allegedly secret but you know who knows anyway i went to see that it was that was fine but it was a little bit touristy but uh the castle was sort of sits right above you there um and you go up and it's uh, quite an imposing looking beast you know as it would be because it was you know big middle finger to france basically um where at the time it was built but there's um supposed to be a headless uh specter there that's seen quite often as well um and it, it really had one of those it, ju- it just fitted the bill it was, it was a fairy tale spooky castle situation you know it was something you read in a, in a in a comic you know what i mean it was um it just fitted the bill and the day i went the day i went was overcast and dank and there was a wind whipping off the channel um so that all added to the mystique and everything of it um and it, and it sort of you don't even notice the the huge noise down below as the, all the um, ferries are loading up going to france and stuff like that and there's trucks everywhere you don't even really notice it when you're up there and it's a great lookout as well you know you can see for miles and you can see france if it's clear enough and mm-hmm. stuff like that so that's um i've been yeah it's an awesome place if you ever get to go there um when i lived in london um I I did a little bit of ghost hunting, but I was more interested in drinking piss, basically. So <laughs> sometimes I'd combine the two, you know. So that was always good fun. Um, have you heard of Fifty Barclay Square? No, you haven't. Okay, so that's basically in Mayfair, um, right in town there, and in, in um, the flash part of of London. Um, there was a rumor started that it was the most haunted, basically, uh, house in in London. Um, a a, a guy from the uh, Royal Navy, I think, was staying there in the 1700s, 1800s, and he fired his pistol at a ghost. Uh, much like we've talked before, when you woke up and there was the, um, the little yeah, gremlin the screaming at you, 
Um, and when I had my sort of weird dream, I woke up and threw a can of deodorant at, at what I thought was a ghost and that half asleep sort of phase you get in. Um, <laughs> it was it was a bit like that actually again um, at Barclay Square and this guy ended up pulling his pistol in and shot had a ghost. Um, wow. The story got picked up and put him on the penny yeah, dreadfuls I, I, I and think stuff. I, I think I have. Yeah, now that you mentioned I've heard of it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, 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 he described it as a bigger bit of a, a blob of some sort. Correct, like yeah. a big ectoplasm yeah. sort of situation. Yeah. Um, today, it's they just use it as commercial offices and there's a uh, publishing company there, I think. Um, I went and took a couple of pictures right at the front door because it says 50 Barclay Square um, until I got told to piss off. So it was <laughs> really? it was, it was good. It's, it's nondescript though. If you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't you wouldn't go there, if you know what I mean. So, um, but that's cool. Um, so where else did you get to? Uh, we stayed at the Golden Fleece. Golden is, uh, Fleece. Rick of the old yep. uh, pub in York. And it's uh, York's a haunted place. Oh, eh? York is awesome. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Everything is falling down. Yep. We stayed in a place called the Shambles, where all the buildings run leans. Shambles. You know, yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> and um, uh, that was the only. There was only one ghost there that was seen. That was the, the only ghost that was actually seen on, during our whole holiday was by my wife. She saw it. Uh, so you did see something. She did. She saw something. She okay. saw something, and she texted me straight away. And I just left the building, and I was walking down the uh, to have a look around the buildings, and I got a text saying, "Oh my." God, mm-hmm. I've just seen a woman in my room, and she's just basically we just come in there, we dumped our bags. And I thought, right, I'm going, I'm going to exploring. Yeah. And so she sat down and was taking off her shoes, and turned to the side. There was a woman standing there just for a second, and it disappeared. She said that she um, she was wearing a white dress, yeah, full length white dress, and she could see not the top of her head. That there was no head. It was just the she could see the grey hair coming down her shoulders, but no head. But no head. And she freaked out. Yeah, and she texted me straight away. I'd be moving into the Best Western next door, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. So you can stay there as well, obviously. You can stay there. There's a few rooms there for, for rent, and uh, apparently there's, the woman's been seen quite often. And did she report that to the you know management and stuff like that? No. 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 You L- kept that one to yourself? We did. A little bit of jealousy there? I know. <laughs> I leave the room, isn't it? I leave yeah, the room yeah. and the ghost comes out. We pack up our gear. Ghosts yep. come out. Yeah, it's crazy. And you went all that way, and she got the glory. And, she got and a free trip. Yeah, I made her write a report about it, though. Yeah, so. fair enough, too. Got to document these things. Absolutely. That would freak me out. What's the history of the Golden Fleece that um, makes it so haunted? It dates back to the 16th century, about uh, 1503. Yep. Uh, there's about 15 ghosts in residence there. Um, everything from... Um, well, the most common one is um, Lady Alice Peckett, and she was the wife of the guy that owned it. He used to be the mayor of York, and he was also the owner of the hotel. Yep. Um, there's a Canadian airman. You fell to his death from one of the um, upper windows. Have you seen there? Um, there's one-eyed Jack who's often seen wearing a 17th century red coat. He carries a pistol. Is he some sort of pirate? He's got a pirate. Yeah, name. I think so. And he's just seen yeah. at the bottom bar in the pub. Yep. And there's a grumpy old man that's often seen at the bottom bar. And there's also a young boy that's seen in, um, who was trampled to death by horses. He's seen down there as well on the, out on the street. So yeah, it's a lot of very I've, active area. I've heard York's really active. Yeah. I've been there a couple of times, and just the architect just sort of lures you into that world as well. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't surprise me at all that she's, she saw something like that. Mm. Um, when I – yeah, well, we talked about Chester before, but um, another place like that is a town called Battle down in Kent. Sorry, I keep coming back to Kent. That's because I used to live in Maidstone up the road there. Um, town called Battle, where basically the Battle of Hastings was fought. Um, it's The battle itself wasn't in Hastings. It was in the village called Battle, but they sort of gravitated up the road, if so to speak. 
Um, so, yeah, and it, it's a bit the same. It's got this sort of imprint on the environment and you can just feel that there's something, you know, something's been conducted away, the energies have been harnessed and, you know, it's it's still on full display if the conditions are right, you know. You, you never feel quite that you're alone in that place. And, right. and Yeah. Any part of the town as well. Any mm. part of the town. I mean, there's other towns down in Kent. There's a town called Pluckley. Do you know? Have you heard of Pluckley? I've heard of Pluckley. Yes. So Pluckley's a village. Um, it's notoriously haunted. So much so that every year there's a um, exodus down there with with teens uh, for Halloween, uh, and they all go down. And they reckon there's sort of about ten well-known ghosts just on the main street there. So um, it got its reputation from somewhere. I suspect there's probably a bit of artistic license and mm. someone's made a bit of money on the side. But, um, you know, it's the kind of thing thing you want if, uh, you know, you want if you want to go somewhere that you're guaranteed, well, not guaranteed, but you're guaranteed There's no guarantees. To, <laughs> no, you're guaranteed to um, get some sort of experience, whether it's you just soaking it up or, or whatever. Mm. Pluckley on uh, Halloween's a good, okay. good option. I'll be adding these to my list. Yeah. Absolutely. Chatham Dockyards down in Kent. Um, oh. So that was naval dockyards, obviously. So Chatham, um, that that spooked central as well. Um, they used to make ropes there for the ships, um, and a very tedious method of basically um, having a big warehouse um, and getting going. One guy goes down to the end of the warehouse with <laughs> for the length of rope, and the other guy stands at the other end of it, and another guy comes along and they just knot it, and that's how they made the ropes. But they literally had to use this whole massive expanse for it. Um, but they get a lot of ghosts sort of from military and stuff like that popping up and uh, security guards and stuff will tell you a few stories if you go around there. Mm. So that's all right. Um, nothing really in terms of military in New Zealand that... Because I suppose we didn't have combat in the Second World War come to our shores. We almost did with the Japanese. Um, but in terms of residual hauntings and stuff like that in Auckland, going back, um, I suppose our point of reference would be like Maori Wars and, and the colonisation of New Zealand, which which people have reported, you know, seeing... Ghosts of Maori warriors and stuff, haven't and, they? And, and uh, walkers floating past in certain areas. Phantom walkers. Phantom walkers, yeah. Phantom walkers. Down in the Waikato River, I think they've seen a phantom yeah, walker. Yeah, I think, uh, um, was it the Tongariro, somewhere around there, that they've seen them. Was oh, it right? Yeah. So down in the, oh, in the, the volcanic plane. Pink terraces, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There was oh, so Lake Tarawera and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. There's also a walker outside um, the lake house art centre in Takapuna yep. as well. Really? It used, there used to be a big lake going through there. It was. Um, oh, you're talking about the Pump House Theatre. No, no, there's a different one called the Lake House. The Lake House. Is, yeah, so okay. there's, there's the Pump House Theatre and uh, just, well... Is that at the before. Milford in the, the Lake House part? Is it sort no. of further, bit further down the road? No. The Lake House is pretty much just, if you get off the motorway onto Takapuna, the mm. Lake House is pretty much right there. Oh, that house. Yeah. I know exactly. And it's like a, um, it's like a uh, it's golf theatre or something, isn't there, or... There's a big playing field. Big playing field, is that what it is? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're saying. So yeah. Have you done an investigation We've on that? We've done a few there. We've done a few there. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going back to do some more. And um, So it's mixed stories whether it was a Maori walker or a uh, nuns, wasn't it? <laughs> nuns in a, a little rowboat. Because there was, what, is a, a convent there? Yeah, there was, yeah. yeah. So there was a huge lake that sort of went through and now it's where the a, field is. And now it's a rugby field. Okay. And so that's uh, all reclaimed land there, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's it's not the original uh, location of of the lake house either. No, so, so it's been moved there. No, it's been moved. So there. when were these these um, ghostly boats seen? And um, they've been seen by staff as well, haven't they? So, mm. so um, yeah. there's a lot a lot of stories coming out of the lake house as well, which 
um, whether they're all real or not, I mean, remains to be seen. But there's, yeah. it's uh, obviously it's used as an art centre now. So um, it's one story about a child, and it was the child's artwork room, and one of the children claimed to have seen a lady up in the top corner of the of the ceiling hanging you know, down looking and, you know, he, he claimed it was, what, a, a witch of some sort, didn't he? Or just a haggard old lady yeah. that was sort of... Um, the classic old hag. Yeah, yeah. up in the corner. Yeah. Hanging on. Which, so, which traumatised the kid. And, uh, mm. yeah. and they, they claimed to have seen um, uh, a grandfather and two grandchildren and the, they weren't in modern clothing seen on CCTV camera hanging around the backyard of the, um, of the lake house as well. Really? Yeah. Did any so, of that ever come out publicly in the media? No, I haven't heard that. No, no, um, that's insider knowledge. It is insider yep. knowledge. Uh, they, we haven't seen the footage either, no. so yep. we've seen a lot they, of. Um, is there a reason why they wouldn't show it to you? Uh, maybe they've they've taped over it, lost it, <laughs> didn't, <laughs> they didn't, didn't keep it. it. The missing tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they take wheel of fortune over yeah, it or yeah. something. Yeah, but they also <laughs> claim to have uh, quite. Um, Raunchy parties, to say the least. Yeah, the attic. The attic was there was it was, it was used for a few cults, the little cults. The orgy attic. The orgy attic. Yeah. They don't talk too much about that, but there were was they a bit of Alistair Crowley sort of stuff. Possibly. Going on, was possibly. Did he have followers sort of around the globe, or was he isolated into the? He does now. I don't know if he did yeah, back then, but he does now. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah um, a lot of people that did follow him at the time and used to attend his rituals. Um, well, but he basically did a runner in the end because he opened up a portal and all these demons were coming through and apparently people were dying and um, getting sick and um, he couldn't reverse it. So right, he ended yeah. up sort of just having... Was that the house that you visited? That's Boleskine, yeah. How do you say it? Boleskine. Boleskine. Boleskine house, yeah. Okay. And um, he basically did a runner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've opened up a portal to the... I, uh, I can't do anything about yeah. this. Sorry. And apparently he couldn't close it, could he? No, he well, couldn't he didn't close do, it. didn't do it properly. And um, it all turned to crap for him, so yeah, had to leave. What makes, um, in terms of haunted houses, what makes one place more susceptible to being a portal to another dimension or to the other side or whatever than another? Is it just something someone makes up or is there, do you know what I mean, what distinguishes it from a house that people just see ghosts in? It depends how strong your belief is. And, uh, yeah. Really, I mean. I think it's, it's up to the person. Yeah, really. It's an individual thing. Um, like that Bobby Mackey's place, for instance, um, the rock and roll pub bar yeah. or whatever, because that's supposed to be a portal to to Hades or something, isn't it? It depends on who you ask, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some say it's a portal. Other, many people believe that. Um, serious researchers will go, no, nah, it's just stories. Yeah. Um, there's no evidence to prove that it's a portal. Hmm. It's just hearsay and theory and stories. Hmm. So it always it always starts with a story, though, isn't it? Someone someone says something and then that that story evolves and people share the story with one another and obviously it becomes into a much bigger thing as well mm. um it could be something completely innocent and then told by one person to the other mm. and then yeah as i say they've made their story much bigger mm. through through chinese whispers or embellishing or you know if, the story's going to sound a lot more cooler if i if i add a demon to it or <laughs> you know what well, i mean people still i mean people used to think there was um you know portals to hell and stuff like that you know you, you look at these civilizations that had caves underneath where they were living and stuff and they thought they were descending into hades and yeah. river sticks and all that sort of thing um so you know that's all sort of in the same ballpark to an extent isn't it you they're invoking sort of 
um, the afterlife into their into mm-hmm. their you know hauntings and stuff like that as well. I think it's a nice idea. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. And the word portal sounds so mysterious. I like the idea. I do like the idea of portals. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to travel to different dimensions and. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea, but. Mm. When I see places like uh, Grangemore and stuff like that, and you look at their ancient sort of um, astronomy that went along with it and all that sort of thing, and the winter solstice coming through, and those are the kind of places I would think would be a portal. Do you know what I mean? Just Mm. in my mind. Yep. you know, place of you know, they've got to be sort of some sort of ley line connection in those places as well, doesn't there? Yeah, when I think of portals, I think of something a little bit more sciencey, do you? A little bit more quantum <laughs> physics, a bit of B. Yeah. John that, that, that's where I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just something that you know is beyond beyond science as we know. Are you talking about but, dimensionally? Uh, I'm talking about dimensionally and that yeah, sort of yeah. thing, but yeah. Yeah. That's something that I don't understand. I, I don't think it uh, when I when I think of portals, it's not something spiritual. It's mm. it's mm. more something like a a black hole or something like that. Mm. And I think I mean I've always thought that um, our alien friends turn up here via um, you know some sort of portal, you know, some sort of ripping ripping time or dimension or, or black hole or you know something like mm. that. And even creatures. I mean, you have to just have to look at some of the Bigfoot sightings. Mm. We were talking about this last week actually because they they correlate yeah. with UFO sightings. They don't do, they? and also yeah. a lot of reports have gone where Bigfoot will suddenly just disappear behind a tree. He'll yep. just he'll be there. He'll walk past the tree and he'll just disappear. He's just a temporary visitor, isn't he? And the tracks just sort of end. And same with Loch Ness monster. All these are cryptids that are around could possibly be going through some sort of portal. Yeah. Um, there's the Makali Membi, the old uh, Brontosaurus that scene. Yep. And there's it Africa. Well, I, speak, I think they sort of that was the theme they were going with at the Skinwalker Ranch, weren't they? Mm. That um, you know, they they could create or harness the power of a portal and make these mm. beasts because the the reports of what came through were all sort of your your typical sort of cryptids and ghosts and all that sort of stuff. So you know, and UFOs and all that. So maybe it's all related somehow. Maybe maybe it's just a dimensional thing. You know, they, they're just be. on a different plane to us. Mm. I, I think in terms of the Skinwalker Ranch, there's a lot going on there. You know, that people claim. That that's happening, that's, to me it's kind of like mixing your cake and ice cream. It's like I like, I like the supernatural. I like the aliens, but I don't know whether I want to mix it all together. Yeah. So I mean, it, it might be a little bit convenient to to sell the story, but I was just fascinated though that a guy like Robert Bigelow, who's obviously a smart guy, who's made his own money, why he would bother investing in something like that if there wasn't something to it. Because mm. guys don't get that rich by making dumb decisions. Do you know what I mean? And he would be he would be careful with every dollar he spent, regardless of his personal interest in it. He would still make sure that you know all the checks and balances were done right. I think there is money to be made in the paranormal, though. Yep. Pe- um, people are going to exploit stories. Yep. And you know if you, if you, you mean for TV rights and things like for that. for TV or? rights, um, also to get paranormal investigators over there, um, we're probably lucky here where we, we don't get charged a lot to go to different places. And I hope by saying that we don't start getting charged. But <laughs> um, I think over in the states as well, you know, they they start charging these teams to go over there and and put their name to it. And well, there's so many of them because since I've been doing this, I've, I've uh, linked up on Twitter and so forth with. Whatever paranormal, you know, group is is going, um, and there seems to be so much of it in the US. Just like so many groups, everyone's you know, in some of these places like your Waverly Hills and all these favorite places, they must just get swamped by um, yeah, people doing investigations on top of um, their own tours as well. Yeah, exactly. So, so there is an income to these places. Yeah, so you take that with a grain of salt. I would, yeah. 
Are you guys going to buy spookers? It's for sale. I'd uh, like to buy the building. Uh, yeah, yep. I'd love not, to. not so much the business. It seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it does. All those actors and yeah, they've got a big big uh, staff there too. Yeah, 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 I'd like to buy it for selfish reasons. Yeah, um, yeah. As Mark said, it'd be a lot of hard work to get these things up and up and running, and then as as soon as you buy it, someone would want you to anyway. For those who don't know, what we're talking about Spookers is a um, what do you call it, a fright park or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fright Park um, Haunted Attraction Haunted Attraction on the site of an old psychiatric hospital in, in south of Auckland um, they've had genuine reports of apparitions there though haven't they over the, over the last sort of um, 80 odd years or so I think on the site um, and today there's uh, Haunted Attraction has popped up well about 15 years ago I think it's been around isn't it yeah not too long ago uh, and, and they combine the two they the folklore combines with the you know some actors dressed up as ghosts and ghouls and stuff scaring the shit out of you when you walk around in the in the sort of woods around there don't they yeah and then you you talk to um people that actually work there and they've got stories to tell as well like um you know, mm. I've been in the, in the makeup room. I think it was people tend to feel something watching them while they're doing the makeup. Really? Yeah. And I've, I've heard of um, you know people in in certain rooms in their attraction and and the scarer, so to speak, is in a room by themselves, but they always feel like somebody's in there. Yeah. Mm. Um, and this is before the the building even opens up. I did some production running on a show. I think it was called ghost new zealand or ghost hunters or something probably about 15 20 20 years ago yep and they did investigation out there and it was uh i think there's a guy brad hills who was yeah, uh, on something and, uh, were you guys there or something as well or no you know, you know what i mean yeah yeah Ka- was yeah. it carolyn taylor as well that sounds yeah. right yeah, yeah carolyn was right. one of them one of the I, old what now presenters that's right yeah. i did some running around for them just because um i was you know into that sort of thing at the time and um the guy brad stayed in the morgue um, overnight, and it was. I went in there and had a look and stuff. It was, a, it was kind of a creepy place, to be mm. fair. Um, I don't, you know, again, the, the evidence was sketchy, but um, it certainly had that feel about it. You it know. makes good TV, doesn't it? It made really good TV at the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually watched it back on YouTube a little while ago, and it, it hasn't aged that well, to be fair. And the, the, the graphics and the in inverted commas acting isn't that great either but the big um, flashing light on the monitor beep, yeah, beep, beep, the exactly. meters going off exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that wasn't not good but, mm. but king seat is one of those places yeah you know even when we've done investigations there you could only just imagine what patients would be feeling as they're driving down that long driveway being taken in there you know yep. I, I always felt like a quite an ominous feel as you go in there and yep. it's it's quite a big hulking sort of building as well and, and it's a long drive in it's, it is a it's long almost drive presidential in. looking yeah. isn't it as you drive in there yeah my uh my uh both my parents were in the police and they used to, my mum particularly used to drop um psychiatrics patients like from oakley or whatever out to out to there and she said it was definitely a weird vibe there like there was something funny going on because mm. she used to drop them off in the middle of the night quite a lot you know um if they freaked out in one spot so um yeah there's something to it there's um do you ever get frustrated like me that new zealand isn't old enough to have enough ghosts or is that just me? When I'm overseas, yes. Yeah, do you know, you know what I mean by that, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. We're, we're such a young country, we just yeah. haven't got the history. We haven't yeah. got the ghosts um, as they have over the, overseas, in the UK and Europe. Yep. And yep. Just, yeah, We've got the folklore, though, I think, yep. with, with Maori culture, but um, I don't think it's something it's, it's quite hard to tap into as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can end up treading on toes. Yep. It's a very sensitive subject. It's yeah. sensitive in New Zealand, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah you have to... Um, 
you have to take you know fill in a lot of forms and yeah. and uh, a lot of donations and that sort of thing to make things work yeah i mean but it's uh, when you went over to the uk were you just like yes this is the hotbed of it all i'm right in the, I'm the thick of it in the middle there's of the just action. so much there which yeah. is why you have to keep going back it's just yep. so much there there's so much history so many buildings so many stories yeah um do you think yeah. there's a certain amount of convenience, though, to um, a haunted castle or something like that, where it, it, you can get caught up in the romanticism of it all? Or, yeah. yeah. Well, every every castle is haunted. Every mm. pub is haunted. Every theatre is haunted. Um, every business is haunted over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you don't know what to believe. No. You don't know if any of the stories are true or not. So you just sort of got to go for the stories. Really, you just don't know. They originated somewhere from yeah. someone. I um, worked, when I was a young fellow, I went to England um, and I worked as a security guard and one of the sites that we had was a house of detention, they called it, it was in the old city, um, just trying to remember, what, might have been around Holborn, something like that, anyway, in the old square mile. Um, and it was called London House of Detention or something like that and I never, per- I went there once to just, um, basically just to relieve another guy and um, he told me that it was just none of the guards like going there. It was just totally freaky, and it wasn't advertised as a haunted location or anything like that. Which I think is is you know it's always interesting when that happens, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not advertised in the guidebooks as, or it's not online as haunted something or other or whatever. And he reckons some freaky stuff happens in there. Well, a lot of places don't actually talk about their own spirits. They have no. them, yeah, um, but they just don't talk about them, and no. they don't allow people to come and look. They're just sort of known by the staff and the owners and. Um, they just keep it at that. It's yeah. like we got we um, investigated the old Smith and Coe's building in Queen yep. Street. I used to work there. Yeah, yeah, I know it well. And that was just a pure luck one. I just uh, I've always loved the building. I thought it was great, and I've always been curious about what's in there. And I just happened to contact the manager and yep. say, "Hey, have you had any ghosts?" Yeah. He was like, "Wow, actually, yeah, there is one. You know, yep. We've actually seen quite a bit down in the bottom." In the basement. That's the where basement. I used to work. I used to do the inwards goods, and yeah. then I moved out to menswear, so it wasn't as good. It's <laughs> down there, right next to the giant power generator that's right yeah, there yeah. that uh, basically gives yeah, off a massive EMF field. True, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. I used to sit there down by myself putting stickers on uh, on uh, sheets. That was my main job, so that was nice, exciting, wasn't nice. it? But I didn't see anything creepy, unfortunately. See, I didn't know it was haunted at the time. See, if I go there now... Well, obviously I wouldn't because you know, I'm a grown man, but <laughs> um, I wouldn't be putting stickers on sheets. Um, but, yeah, if I knew that at the time, see, that's a missed opportunity right there. Because well, our theory is that it's the, uh, the generator that's causing EMF spikes people, and, and people are sort of hallucinating and all yeah, that. Yeah. That's, what, that's our theory anyway. That's what we came yep. out with um, after that one. Are the sightings all in the basement, though? Because it's quite a big building. Mostly in the basement, shadow yep. people and uh, people seen in locked-up areas and then... Yep. Because across the road is the old stables there as well, isn't it? Which is supposed to have a bit going on. The uh, Elliott Street stables. That's right. Mm. Yep. The old used to be the old theatre, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something going on in there, from what I understand as well. But um, yeah, I just I get so frustrated New Zealand Day because I just want to go and find some. Even <laughs> when I was in Melbourne recently, I was sort of hiking around looking for places. I found a few, like the Princess Theatre and um, uh, what was the other one? That Bill. I remember the name of the hotel now. Anyway, it was just down from the Princess Theatre. Um, yeah, and I went there and I tried to sort of spirit my way in um, past the. I asked if they did tours of the theatre and so forth because they got a uh, they got a ghost, a resident ghost there who was an actor who actually died on stage. Interesting. Um, and they wouldn't give me a tour, and I was a bit pissed off about that. So I, um, yeah, I took some pictures of the outside and went whatever. But uh, the guy's name was Frederick Federici. 
there was a stage name. His name was Frederick Smith or something. Yeah. Um, and he was performing, um, what was he performing, Fast, I think, and he had a heart attack as he was being lowered down into the stage and died on stage. Oh, wow. Um, and whether it's a bit of, obviously, with a theatre, you know, you're going to get, you know, they're going to ham it up a bit. Um, but he gets seen taking bows with the casts and all this sort of carry on as well. So whether it's, but he, he's so famous, I wrote a little article about this on my site, he's so famous that they've got a, um, a cafe named after him. Um, and they, they make... No secret of the fact that the whole place is haunted. But they still wouldn't give me a tour, so no. if, if you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going back there, basically. Uh, what was your favourite place in the UK? Um, possibly just the ancient Ram, really, um, just because it's just so old. It's the oldest place. I mean, it's 1145 when it was built. So It's old, isn't it? It's really old, yeah. you know, and just, um, just knowing that I was, I was the only one there. Yeah. yeah. She gave me the door key. And the codes—it's quite the, quite the privilege. A, it it is, is quite the it privilege, was, and it was just because uh, I have seen it on TV. They've done a few sort of ghost yeah. shows in there, haven't they? Hmm. Most haunted are one of those crap ones. I mean, there are certain places you go to that um, it's more of the sort of the honour and the thrill of actually being in a place that's so legendary. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like with even with Puinui House, the yep. first time I spent the night there by myself, I was lying on my back on the lounge in my sleeping bag. And I was thinking, you know, holy crap, I'm actually lying on my back on the floor in the lounge in Puanui House, a house that I saw being moved onto location when I was a kid. Yeah. Because we used to live up on top of Lloyd Ellsmore Park. Oh, I there, see. And uh, we were the first house up on that hill. The, which one did they put in first? Was it Puanui? Because Bell House was there for a while. I'm not sure which was the first one, but I, I yeah. saw all the trucks loading them into the And I've, place. You've got extensive stories on it at the uh, newspaper I work yeah. at, as you can imagine, being around here. Just, yeah. just that privilege alone, not many people can say that they've actually slept, no. slept in that house. Yeah, or wanted to. Yeah, or, or well, or wanted to. I mean, you know, many have tried. Many have tried. Some we, some have run. We're not going to name names. I was just thinking. Um, we were talking about the sort of cliches: the white lady and the headless horseman, and someone falling to their death. Or there's usually a, a prostitute that was murdered somewhere that always comes up. Disappointingly, or not disappointingly, but I, when I lived in Maidstone um, in Kent, Leeds Castle was down the road, which wasn't in Leeds, it was in, in Kent, but it's called Leeds Castle, and basically um, their ghost, it's a fairy tale looking castle, like it's, you know, picture perfect, you'd use it for, for movies and TV and stuff, and I went on a jousting day actually, so I got to experience uh, nights on horseback jousting, which was fun, but anyway, their ghost is a black dog, disappointingly. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it'd still be cool to see, obviously, but uh, yeah, it's just a dog at the end of the day, isn't it? And what is <laughs> it, a Labrador or is it a Chihuahua? What are we talking I'm, about? I'm thinking a Labrador. <laughs> I don't know. Something big in the middle. I'm thinking something. That no, not like a wolf with, with glowing red eyes. No, nah, it wasn't be... as cool as that. It was yeah. like, because I was talking to the tour guide and she was like, um, you know, probably having me on a little bit, but she was saying. But then I, I did a bit of research, and that has been seen floating around. Um, yeah, not particularly menacing, just a normal looking dog walking around. A little um, terrier or something. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. Yeah, that's their story. Um, okay. Well, the um, was it the um, the Greyfriars Cemetery? Yep. yep. That's got a little dog as well. Yeah, Greyfriars Bobby. Yeah, the old Bobby dog. I've been, have you been there? Yep. To Inbridge? Yep. That's a creepy place. Because mm. it's got that um, judge who scratches everyone, doesn't he? Have you it's the this? poltergeist, which yeah, was yeah. actually a hoax. Is so that a hoax? Or so it? it was created by a paranormal um, tour guide yep. 
who wanted to create some stories for his tour. Yep. And so he created this um, fake story, which came out afterwards, but it sort of spread like wildfire and everybody believed it. Now it's in all the books and yep. Yep. all the stories. Because they, yeah, when I went there about 20 years ago, they were running tours out of there and stuff like that, because it's not far from the vaults and mm. all that sort of thing. Mm. But it's got all these, um, which telling Sam, anyway, it's got all these uh, skull and crossbone graves everywhere. From the, It's full of plague victims. And it just looks so freaky, eh? I mean, I walked around and it was winter because I, I think I went to watch the All Blacks play and it was winter and there was crows squawking and there was, you know, the day was one of those sort of winter days that it was clear but but cold, you know what I mean? And it was just set the scene and the sun was setting and it just... And did you, do you know what's under the ground? Uh, no, but you're going to freak me out no, more, aren't you? All those hills and all that grassland, yep. it's basically people underneath there. Really? They had so many... Um, dead corpses yep. that were unlabeled and unknown yep. but they just basically buried them standing up Ooh, and it really? basically covered them over with dirt so basically there's hills there and grass that you're walking over and it's actually people there's about 10,000 corpses there apparently Jeez. well I'm going to I'm going to um, make sure you put that up well I might put it on my list if I go mm. ever back to Edinburgh but you definitely have got to put it back on your list yep. and you Sam if you head over that time over yeah, that I'm, I'm just going to leave leave New Zealand <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what's holding you back, really, isn't it? But um, that is a creepy place, eh, mm. that Greyfriars. Mm. And it got romanticised by the Disney movie Greyfriars Bobby um, about a dog who sleeps in his master's grave and stuff. I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, it's a, that's basically where it comes from, I think. Um, the story itself is loose, put it that way. Mm. But the, the dog attracts a lot of people taking pictures and stuff like that, the statue of the dog. Yeah. There is some truth to it. Um, but but once Disney got hold of it, it sort of took on a new dimension, yeah. as you can imagine. Family friendly. It's family friendly yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Cute cute dog that sleeps on his master's grave and all this sort of stuff. But the uh, the kirkyard itself is is freaky. As I was talking to a girl who went to the university there. Um, this was actually a few years later in London, I think. But she um, used to have a flat that backed onto it. Um, yeah because there's some flats basically facing onto it. Yeah. Um, and she reckons they used to see all sorts of weird stuff at night, just just bright lights and orbs and all this sort of carry on. It was just terrifying. And she wouldn't, she wouldn't like, go downstairs to pee or anything without her friend and all this stuff. It was that freaky, you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah. But I, I, I would never live there. I don't know why anyone would live. You probably wouldn't, Mark. You'd be right into I'd it. I'd camp out. See? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Right I mean, you've you got to find place. these things out for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, as you say, have the best night's sleep of, That's right. <laughs> of your whole trip. Yeah. That's cool. Just before we go, I'm going to do a shout-out to our number one fan. Uh, he's the uh, he's like our Mel to the Flight of the Concords. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Anthony Isles, if you're listening, Anthony, thanks for being uh, top dog fan this week. We appreciate it here. Uh, Occam's Razor um, and that was episode 23 I just want to thank my guest again Mark uh, Wallbank from hauntedauckland.com and what's your YouTube channel Mark? Just Haunted Auckland Just Haunted Auckland Haunted Auckland YouTube okay. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. and you've got all sorts of videos investigations yeah. and stuff like that sure we try there. to put out as much as we can we don't like to yep. sort of keep things to ourselves so we yep release it where we can and the site has a bit of text on it as well it does, doesn't yeah. it yeah, yeah there's a few reads there a lot of pages, and there. Lot of pages. Extensive, yep. do you ever contribute to it sam of course i do you do what was the last thing you wrote about oh fear yeah well, an article about fear fear, fear and apprehension and you know yep. we also do the report writing on yep. on, on most yes. of the places that we go to so there's always that and 
Yep. Um, you did one about orbs, didn't you? Yep, done one about orbs. Uh, yeah, it's hard to remember what what I have done, but yeah, they're all yep. there. I mean, if you wanted to search specifically for somebody, I'm sure you could search our name in the search engine. So, yeah. yep. No, awesome. HauntedAuckland.com. Um, and also, listen to our friends at thepodcastradio.co.uk. You're probably listening to this on there right now at some point in the future. That's always freaky, eh? When I'm, when I'm talking now, there could be someone in 20 years listening to this now thinking, who are those idiots? Yep. Do you know what I mean? Um, whatever happened to that guy? So <laughs> we're going to leave you with the um, new Occam's Razor theme tune, um, and we'll see you next time. That was episode 23 on East FM 88.1, 107.1. Yeah, they're fine.